Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. So last week on Friday, we got a jobs number of 232,000 on an expectation of actually 227,000 on an expectation of 200,000. Wages slowed down. Unemployment rate crashed to 3.5%. We got some negative pre-announcements from Macy's and from Constellation Brands. But will we have more? We got a layoff notice from Salesforce.com of 8,000 or 10%. Lots of stuff going on. We have earnings announcements starting next week on Friday from the big banks. Starts off Monday with Jeffrey Financials. But so much stuff going on. We bring on the one and only Mr. Dan Bird to talk about it all. How are you doing, sir? Doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. So I think we got to start I'm with little, Friday. I was a little behind on the uh, newsletter because I was at the Vector Best seminar for two days. Yeah, I saw that. I just saw it came across. So I have not read it yet. It only came yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah, ago. I just literally just sent it. Yeah. Uh, that's all right. I know people look forward to it, so uh, I'm sure we will digest it today. But why don't we and, talk about uh, last I one, week? I had one guy send me an email saying, "Where's the newsletter? Ah. Why didn't you send it? Why didn't you send it yesterday?" <laughs> oh, that's funny. As people come addicted, they become used to it. That's for sure. Yeah, that's good. It's good to see people are reading it at least. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so, what what did you see Friday? The jobs number came in higher than expected. Which again, at the surface, may have sent the market lower, but really wages, right? The whole wage inflation spiral showed some uh, retreat, I guess you would say. Some weakening in wages. Weakening—that's right? a better word. Yes. Yeah, which is what the Fed's been looking for. Yeah. So, uh, something I said today, I want to see if you might agree with or disagree with. As always, uh, I've always thought the chances of a soft landing were unlikely—not impossible, but unlikely. Uh, after Friday, my odds went from like 2% to maybe 15%. I think their chances are going up of getting a soft landing because, again, it's kind of what they were looking for. But, you know, I don't know what your thoughts are. So, I'm, I mean, I, I'm pretty much the same as I've been saying all along. I think there's a potential for a soft landing. It's, this is a rolling recession. Yes, I agree. So it's not, we have to make sure we keep that in mind because I'm not sure there's anybody around or unless you know you're pretty old and been in the market for a long long time right that have seen a rolling recession the last three that we've had have been an all at once recession agreed and that's what people are expecting when they hear recession that's what they're they're thinking you know everything's going to go away or decline at the same time and that's not what's going to happen this time no, I agree. I've been trying to bring in that rolling recession idea for at least nine months. We saw it very specifically hit mortgage first, then realtors next, then auto. It's going to ripple through the economy. And the key to your point is the, the rolling recession at the aggregate may not be big enough to take the country negative, but it will be a slog until it's done. Yes, that's, yes, the key. that's right. And, and different parts of the economy will feel it at different times as exactly. well. Exactly. I mean that the usually the last domino to fall is is uh, wages and employment, mm -hmm. and that's that's been hanging in there pretty darn well actually. Mm -hmm. um, let me. I have a 
interesting chart that I put in my newsletter that I'll show here too. Okay, let's see. But let me share my newsletter for anybody that's interested. Yeah, this is a newsletter that lots of folks, I think almost a thousand people on my channel get. Uh, it's free. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Just almost a thousand that I have from your channel. It's that's starting funny. to slow down, so we we may have reached everybody. Yeah. You need to add more to your channel. Yeah, right? that's right. Exactly. I do. I, <laughs> I'm trying. Or, or I need to do my own uh, YouTube. Yeah, there you go. Or both. Anyway, uh, if anybody would like to get it, just send me an email to breakpointtrading at gmail.com and I'll send you last week's and put you to, on the list. Mm -hmm. um, this is kind of an example of an excerpt. This is what I'm going to talk about this chart right here. Okay. But I put some cartoons in this week. <clears throat> I actually put three new book recommendations in this week mm. um, from the Vector Vest seminar that I went to. So Ooh, I, I got best uh, loser wins. I don't I don't think I've best heard of that. loser wins. It's all about uh, the psychology of trading um, that most people would rather lose than be wrong. Ah, I get it. I get it. And most yes. people that are not successful at trading, it's, it's kind of counterintuitive and it's something that takes a, a long time to learn to figure out. Whenever they, whenever they get a winner, they, yeah. first of all, they get burned by losers. Okay. So they're, sure. they're afraid, they're afraid of the losers. Yep. Whenever they get a winner, this is the way most people typically think. Whenever they get a winner, they sell it quickly mm. to lock in the profits. And they hold the loser. And they hold the losers because they are convinced that they're going to come back. Yeah. And then they get back to even and they sell it. And then, yeah. And they get below even. Yeah, and, right. then, and then and then they then they say, well, it's too late now, mm -hmm. or even worse, they add to their losers. Oh, they they dollar cost average on the way down. That's right. They, it goes down. They're like, oh, I'll buy more, and that will lower my basis, which it does. Yeah, but that's funny. You know, that's that's a losing proposition. And then on the other side, the the winners, the people that are successful, they cut their losers short very quickly, mm. without emotion. Yeah. And when they get a winner, if, if something starts going up and then it pulls back, instead of selling it to lock in the profits, they buy more. Interesting. So that's kind of what that book's about. That's loser Gotta check, got check that one out. And again, one of the things that you brought to my channel, we've been doing this a year now. Some of the early stuff, we talked about stop losses and all that, folks. Go back to Dan's uh, playlist and uh, check some of those early conversations because that cartoon in the upper right, very, very true. That's something I did not do uh 20 years ago yep right yeah oh you always have to put in a stop loss mm -hmm. um think this was an interesting too i haven't read it yet but this is this is one by um um what's her name katie duke she's a she's a one of the world renowned poker players poker players yeah that's how i thought she was yeah okay right so thinking in bets making smarter decisions when you don't have all the facts i like it that one sounds pretty interesting um, but this is this is the one that I wanted to talk about. This chart right here. Mm -hmm. I put this in the newsletter. Just out of curiosity, I went back to Fred to look up the unemployment rate going back to 1948. And that's this that's the blue line, and and then they put in the gray areas, which are the recessions. Yep. And then I annotated this. I put the three and a half percent unemployment rate, which we just dropped to. 
as as you said, we crashed, but I, I wouldn't yeah. characterize it as crashing because it's actually, yeah, actually a good was, it's a good thing that few, I you was know, teasing. Yes. Fewer people are unemployed. Yes. But uh, you can see where the three and a half percent I I put that line in. Three and a half percent is right there. It's you know very rarely it almost never goes below it. Really, only once went below it back here mm. in the fifties, mm. and it rarely even comes down to it. Yeah. So we're right at the low, basically the lowest point. Yeah, fifty-year low. Yeah. Yeah. But and then I also annotated it with my famous secular bull and bear mm -hmm. components. So which I always do in long-term charts like this. I right now I know where they are, so I can I can visually imagine where the right. secular markets are. But I like drawing them in just just to to see what's happening. Oh, the audience really appreciated it, and I do because we don't we don't have the same we haven't looked at it so often we can visualize this. But it's right. very clear that unemployment bottoms at the beginning. Um, unemployment bottoms at the end of a or secular bull. Yeah, the end of a secular bull. It bottoms, but it but it it's coming. It's it's at its peak when the secular bull begins. Correct. Yes. And then it then it continues down, and during secular bears, that's where that's when it's at its bottom. Mm -hmm. Secular bears begin. And then it just continually climbs throughout the secular bear market. Yeah. So one of the things I know you've talked about many times is you still think this bull's got eight to 10 years left to go. Does this chart change your opinion at all? Not, not yet. It doesn't, but okay. um, it potentially could. If this, if, if this unemployment rate starts to really spike up really okay. high, like if it gets over, let's say 5%, mm. Then it might be we might then be in the bear range. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, the other thing to notice is that the gray areas are recessions, so you can have recessions inside of a secular bull. Oh, for sure. Um, but if you look at the secular bears, like this one here, there's four. There are four recessions in this. Ugh. Yeah, that would be yeah. the '70s and '80s, folks. Not a good, not right. a good time. Right, and then the 2000 to 2009, there were two recessions. One was a pretty significant one, yeah. 2008. And then in the current secular bull, we just had this little tiny two-month recession. Yeah. So that's the other thing to, to take away from this. All right. Very cool. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Uh, just for as a refresher, I showed this last week, but this is the current month. So we're now starting into week two. Mm-hmm. We had a nice rally on Friday. Yeah, 700 points in the Dow, I think. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that. It's uh, We are at a very, very, very critical point right now. Mm. But we're now in, in this week, too. That's when the CPI inflation report comes out Thursday. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit more in the second session. Yeah, I'll, I'll just talk. say it here. Expectations are 6-6. Six, 6-5. Six. Six, Oh, six five. Oh, six five. Oh my goodness. Yeah, expectations are six five right now. Hmm. Okay. Um. In fact, let me look over here. This is this is actually my newsletter right here. So here's last week's economic calendar. You can see uh, non-farm payrolls two twenty three. Hmm. Forecast was two hundred. Mm -hmm. So that was better than forecast. Yep. Interestingly, the the manufacturing numbers, the PMI, came in lower under fifty. 
Yeah, forty nine six. I talked about that that today. Yeah, that's that's a contraction. That's contraction. Now remember a rolling recession. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're getting contraction in manufacturing. Um, we're getting uh, improvement in GDP, mm-hmm. and we're getting improvement still in payrolls. Mm-hmm. But manufacturing is starting to contract. Yep. So we'll see how long that goes. And, you know, that's it's interesting to watch these these numbers because this is a really good example of that rolling recession idea. Mm-hmm. So here's next week. <clears throat> Thursday, big, big day Thursday. <clears throat> Expectation for CPI is 6.5. <clears throat> wow. Last time it was 7.1. So it went from 7.7 7 to 7.1. If it comes in at 6.5, then that's another 0.6 reduction. So 0. 0.6 mm-hmm. down the last time, potentially 0. 0.6 down this time. Although I don't think it's going to be. Yeah, that's yeah. a hell of a drop. Too, too we'll talk about that in the next session. Okay. And then the earnings for next week. Um, here's Jeffrey's that you mentioned on Monday. Yeah. And then you see Friday, this is when earnings really get started. You got Citigroup, BlackRock, Bank of America, mm-hmm. Bank of New York's um, JP Morgan. JP Morgan, Wells, Wells Fargo, Fargo yep. United Healthcare. So a bunch of banks are reporting on Friday. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm going to look at Jeffries to see if it gives me any sign to what may happen with the big banks. That's That'll be interesting. Yeah, right. KB, KB Homes is a big one for me on Wednesday. KB Homes. Right, uh, yeah. Kind of that first-time <laughs> buyer. That's, a, that's one I'm watching as a, as a housing channel. Okay, good. And uh, what, are, <clears throat> what are the ones in here? Taiwan Semi, that might be a, an important one on For Thursday. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Bed Bath and Beyond will be interesting to see what they what happens there. Oh yeah, they're they just issued a notice of concern, so they're running out of cash. Yeah, yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. So I talked about this one. Uh, so here's the here's my secular bull chart. This is this is the one that I'll know when we're out. We're done with a secular bull and we're now starting into a secular bear. Okay. This is a monthly chart. So the top one is the RSI. You can see here this is where the bull started. Actually, the it, it started either 2009 or 2013. This little blue arrow right here. You see this this parallel line. Yeah, it broke, it broke the top. Yeah. Yeah. This is the S and P down here. So that's where it broke out. So all through this period from 2000 until. 2013, mm-hmm. it did never broke above this line. This was a secular bear market back here. Mm-hmm. The bottom was actually 2009. So you you potentially could start the count from 2009 okay. or start it from where it actually broke out because potentially it could have gone up here and gone right back down again, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And it would have still been in a secular bear market. So Either of those, but 2013, secular bulls usually run 18 to 20 years. So if you started from 2009, 20 years puts it at exactly the anniversary of the 1929 market crash. The start oh, great. 2029. <laughs> oh, but so, but so far, none of these have gone below the key levels. Okay. RSI, the PPO, which is a, a momentum indicator that hasn't gone below zero. And this one here has not gone below the... Um, 200 week moving average. That's this red line. You can see all the way through here. Sometimes it came down to it. Right. 
it went below it at on the, for the COVID crash, but never closed below it. Hmm. So it, it actually came down to it again in October at that low, the low of October, and bounced right back up. Okay. So keeping that in mind, let's look at let's look at um, this chart. I spent quite a bit of time in the newsletter on this, trying to explain it, trying to help people understand what this is saying. Okay. See if I can even make it bigger than this. There we go. All right, so this is this is the chart all the way back to October of last year, mm -hmm. but you can clearly see this whole year, which is you know right here, 2022. This is January. That was the high. This whole year, when when we hit that high, we came up and hit this high, and then what started back down again. That's when I drew this line, right? Right, P mm -hmm. connecting these two tops. Then the market went down in June to what Tom Bowley thought would be the low, mm -hmm. and went right back up and hit that. Not only hit the line exactly. Now remember, I, the line was already drawn in, and mm -hmm. it just happened to coincide with a 200-day moving average right there. Mm -hmm. Got rejected again. Went down to a new low in October. Mm -hmm. Then it came back up and hit that line almost exactly. And all, and also, again, was right about where the 200-day moving average was. Yep. And got rejected again. Hmm. All right. So that's that's point number one. We need to get above that line. Okay. Point number two. When I drew this, this shaded area here is the gap from back in November. Right. Where the market gapped up and started going higher right here. And I said back then, back in this area somewhere, I said, there's an open gap down here, and I wouldn't be surprised if the market goes back down and fills it. Yeah, we have uh, we have receipts. Your playlist has that. I think that was like three weeks ago. Right. Yeah. Actually, I think it was even more than that. Might have been, yeah. Um, because the last two weeks, it's just been going sideways. But look where it's going sideways. Yeah, filling in right, the gap. Right at that gap. All right. Mm-hmm. The uh, third point to notice is these moving, these key moving averages here. This is a, this is something that I learned this weekend from a guy named Dr. David Paul, who has been trading for years and years. He, he's trained traders how to trade. He got up in, at three different talks. Fascinating, fascinating stuff. But he said he, he uses, what he uses is the 21 day, the 55 day, the 89 day, and the 200 day moving averages. Hmm. Those are the ones he puts. Now, I always use the 21 and the 50 because 50 is what most traders look at. And hmm. I use the 200, but I never in included the 89. Right. But the 89 now is in here in this purple dotted line. Okay. And the, the 55, by the way, the, all of those three are Fibonacci numbers. Of course. That's that's why he uses those 2155 and 89 are Fibonacci numbers. Got it. Makes sense. All right. So what what you'll notice and what he likes to what he likes to do is to trade when these all cross. He calls it a bow tie. Hmm. So they all crossed right here. 21 crossed the 50 and the 50 crossed the 89 right here. Okay. But that happened to be the exact high. Right. And like I have always said, you can't use just one indicator. Mm -hmm. You have to be looking at a confluence of signals. Okay. So at that particular time, the RSI was in overbought territory, meaning it was ready to go down. And the PPO up here 
was also crossing over to go back to the downside. So, and, and it was hitting the 200 day moving average. Right. So even though these, these three crossed here, everything else was saying, don't buy yet. But, but look at where they are right now. They are all, you know, wow. setting up right here together. Okay. What does that mean? And on, and on Friday, we close above all of them. Hmm. All right. So yeah. that's the, that's the third point. Okay. Point number four. <clears throat> and I explain all this in the newsletter, yep. but there's a lot to it. There's a lot happening in the chart right now. Okay. The so point number four is I drew two Fibonacci levels on this. First one is the pink line. If I'm not going to get into Fibonacci, but people can go Google it. Yeah. Try to understand Fibonacci was a mathematician mm -hmm. back in the, I think the 15th century who discovered that there were there were certain numbers in nature mm -hmm. that repeated over and over again things like um the way the way flowers bloom and yep. marks on trees and things like that mm -hmm. so this is based on fibonacci levels which just so happens is what a lot of traders you watch and that's why it works i'm not saying it works because god somehow ordained these numbers as magical numbers so because they're magically ordained by God, that's why the market stops when it hits them. Right. <laughs> no, it, it stops when it hits them because everyone else is looking at the same thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's why. So anyway, I drew the the anchors at the top of this first time that it hit the 200-day moving average up here. Okay. And the bottom in October. And then I drew another Fibonacci, which is the gray ones back over here which also used the low of October, but it used the high up here of the year. Okay. Just 48.18 up here, right there. You can't really see it, but it's right there. That's yeah, the high. I see it. Yep. That's the high of the year. And then I wanted to see where these two coincided, where they met. Yeah. And the first place they met was right here. You see the gray one, the 38.2 level is at 39.98. Mm -hmm. And the pink one, the 61.8 level is at 39.91. Yeah. Okay. See that? Yeah, I do. You follow that over, look where look where it is. Ah, okay. Right Within there. Points. Yeah. Right at that downtrend line and right mm -hmm. at the 200 day moving average. Almost perfectly. Wow. All right. Okay. So the next place where they coincide is up here. The 61.8 for the gray one is at 4311. And the top right here is 4,300. So, but you can oh, just right, say 4,300, yep. 4, right? Okay. Yep. So 4,300 is the next really important level. Mm. Now, and then you can look at the momentum indicators. You can see the PPO is starting to turn up up here. Mm -hmm. And the RSI did not go below 40. Mm -hmm. And that's starting to turn up. So momentum is starting to, to go back up again. We're, we could, we don't know yet, but we could have the first higher high of this whole downtrend. Ah. This could be the first, uh, I'm sorry, the first higher low, but we don't know if it's a higher low until we get a higher high. Right. And in order to get a higher high, we have to be above this high. Okay. Which just happens to be right, right at that up number, in this yeah. area. Mm -hmm. All right. So of everything that I have taught everyone so far about technical analysis, 
where do you think for all the, all the people that have been short and are still short and, and are still convinced that this market is going down, mm-hmm. where do you think they all have their stops to cover their shorts if they're wrong? Where do Probably you think that would be? 4,000? Yeah, right. Or just above 4,000. Yeah. And maybe, maybe just above 4,100 because that was the old top. Mm-hmm. But somewhere up in here, Right. There's there's a whole bunch of stops sitting there. Yeah. And those are when, buy stops. They're not sell yeah, stops. When buy stops, exactly. The whole bunch of buy stops sitting right up in here. Because there, there are so many technical trading um, identifiers all coming together right here in this area. Hmm. Right? So I've, I've just explained them all of why this is so important right here. If the, and if the market does go up, and Monday is really important because we need to have confirmation to know if yeah. this rally is real or not. Yeah, it really, really what Friday's rally was for me was people were thinking the Fed's winning. They have to raise less. They're beating back wage inflation. Ten-year uh, Treasury crashed, right? Ten-year yeah. Treasury went down like 15 basis points or something wild. Right. Yeah, you can see that on this one. Yeah, look at that. Just big straight down. Yeah. So there's the 10-year treasury. It's almost back to three and a half again. Yeah. Which is where it was back here. If it if it goes and and that's actually the the trend line. You know, it's right at the trend line. Mm-hmm. This line right here. If I can get it. Yeah. There's the trend line right there. So it's right at that trend line that goes way, way back here. Yeah. If it goes below that, that's going to be great for growth stocks. Yeah, absolutely. Next week's important. For me, it all boils down. Monday. Monday's important. Monday's important. Sorry. Excuse me. We need to see if we we get confirmation. You know, the VIX VIX is still, you know, acting weird. Yeah, it's still way low. It's it's low and and it did start to go down, which it should have on Friday because we had a rally, hmm. but it didn't really crash, right? Not yet, anyway. I mean, there's really there's really no lime green color in here, just a little mm-hmm. barely little tiny piece of one right there. Yeah, not like it was right here when the market was going up. Right. So yeah, mo- you know, there's, Monday's going to be fun. Monday is really super super important. To see what this market is really going to do. The other thing that I think we should just close this on that's going to happen next week that's outside the charts is per- perhaps negative earnings uh, pre-announcements. Right. We got a couple. We got a couple. Of, uh, Macy's retail or Constellation brand. Salesforce said they were going to lay off ten percent. As a as an accountant, right? That was my first job out of college, and I, I was a general ledger accountant. We would prepare the books, which would have happened last week. We probably would have given them to executives on Friday. And next week, you, we may see some pre-announcements like, hey, quarter wasn't what we thought. Let's kitchen sink this thing. Right. I don't know. It it, it could be interesting. Yes, it could be. Um, it could also be an upside surprise. Oh, it could be. I mean, that's why I'm looking at Jeffrey's starting on Monday, right? Is Jeffrey's going to come yeah. out and say, oh, all's good. Savings are right. up. No reserves for bad debt. I mean, it's. So it's a wild time to watch. I mean, the market is certainly, I think the market is set up for a, t- is set up negative. So any positive news, it, it just could be a powder keg back to your shorts uh, being cashed out at 4,000 or whatever. Yeah. Between 4,000 and 4,100. It's just a powder keg get, of shorts. 
if we get over, so this is a this is a uh, weekly chart here. Um, one thing I want to point out is each one of these last three candles, you know, the first two are red, the last one is white. Can you see those there? Mm -hmm. I can. But look at the tails on each of them. Mm -hmm. You see the little tail on the bottom of those candles? I do. So what do you think, from what I've taught you, what do you think that means? Uh, well, it closed higher than the lows. So probably retail trading came in early, blew out, and then the professional buyers came in. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Basically, the by the end, and these, this is a weekly, so by the end of the week, even though it dropped and went down to the lows, buying came in. Right. Buying came yeah. in and pushed it back up in all yep. three, all three of the last three weeks. Yeah. And remember when I showed you this chart, this chart, this chart here, well, basically the last three weeks have been hovering around this gap right here. Mm -hmm. All right. So on a daily chart, you look at the last three weeks and it looks like this. Yeah. looks like just a mess of, con of uh, congestion, right? Right, right. Right there. Mm -hmm. But if you look at a weekly chart, this really tells the story. Yeah, it's a cleaner all, picture. Yeah, all the big players are are buying at the end. They're mm -hmm. they're accumulating. They're positioning for a rally. They're accumulating off the backs of the retail traders who are selling out right in through here. Yeah. All right. So keep that in mind as well. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, th I thought there was one. Oh, yeah. When it gets up above this forty one hundred. Like I said, there's a lot of a lot of stops, buy stops sitting in here. Mm -hmm. But if it gets up above that 4,100, then we will have confirmed a higher low. Right. And that's the first step of a an extended rally. Okay. If we if we get above 4,100 and close above there, mm -hmm. then this rally could last a couple of months, two or three months. Okay. I like it. I like so, it. Well, do me do me a favor. Show your newsletter one more time, and we will go to yeah. episode number two where we will talk CPI. The by the way, the I, I explain all of this in my newsletter. I try to put this in as much de detail as I could. And it took quite a while to do this because there's a lot of things happening in this chart right now. Sure. That that will come to fruition next week. Nice. Um. So yeah, if you want my newsletter, just send me an email to Breakpoint Trading at gmail.com awesome. and I'll add you to the list and watch what happens on Monday. There you go. I look forward could, to it. And by the way, we could, it could get rejected. Everything's right at, at a resistance level right now. Right. So it could just as easily get rejected and we go right back down and make another low. I so will be watching Monday. That's possible too. Thank you, buddy. All right. Take care.